What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of the Psycho Mike Podcast. So today I've got an interesting topic because it's something that I struggle with, and uh, I'm sure many of you do as well, and that's sleep. So I'll break the topic into three different sections. So first I'll talk about the different stages of sleep that we go through every night and uh, what happens during each stage. For example, when we are dreaming, when we're not dreaming, uh, when we get our rest and recovery and all that kind of stuff. I'll then talk about what happens or what can happen in the short and long term if you don't get enough sleep. And I'll finish off with some tips and tricks about how you can help someone who struggles with going to sleep and uh, what they can do to quicken the process. And just before I start, I want to give a shout out to all of you that shared the last podcast and gave feedback on it. So thank you for that. And uh, if you don't already, be sure to follow me on Instagram or Twitter at PsychonMike. And let me know your thoughts on the following episode. So I'll start off with a uh, brief definition of what sleep actually is. So um, sleep is generally a natural resting state that happens every night for several hours where our body and our mind is not as active, our muscles are relaxed and our consciousness is practically suspended. So when we go to sleep, we generally follow a 90-minute sleep cycle and this cycle gets repeated again and again depending on how long we sleep for. So the first three stages of this sleep cycle is what we call non-REM sleep and the fourth stage is what we call REM sleep and REM stands for rapid eye movement and REM sleep is basically the deepest stage of our sleep. That's where the vivid dreams happen and when that stage ends, then the cycle repeats itself again and again. So let's start off with stage one. So stage one lasts from anywhere from, let's say, five to ten minutes. And uh, we call this the transition period because you're transitioning from being awake to slowly going to sleep. And in stage one, everything starts to slow down. So, for example, your your heart rate, your um, eye movement, your brain activity, it all slows down. And also because you're still uh, sleeping very lightly, it's easy for you to get woken up. So if someone makes a noise, if they uh, turn the light on or if they, I don't know, tap you on the shoulder, then you're you're much more likely to wake up because you're still in stage one. Stage two lasts for 15 to 25 minutes. And uh, similarly to stage one, your heart rate and your brain activity continues to slow down as well as your body temperature and your muscles are continuing to relax. And uh, what your body is basically doing is uh, getting you ready for the deeper levels of sleep. So um, it's getting you ready for stages uh, three and four. And it does that by putting you in a uh, relaxation state. So you become less aware of your surroundings. So for example, if someone tries to wake you up, then you're much you're um, you're much less likely to wake up than you are if you are still in stage one. Now, stage three is where things get a bit more interesting. So uh, this is the final stage of non-REM sleep. And we call this stage slow wave sleep. And this lasts for about 30 to 40 minutes. Now, one of the first things that happens in this stage is your muscles are not only recovering, but they're actually growing. And as well as that, your immune system is strengthening and your bones are getting stronger. So Especially if you're an athlete or someone that works out a lot, this is a really important stage of sleep for you because going through this stage decreases your risk of potential injuries and it increases the likelihood of you feeling fitter the next day. And not only that, this is also the stage where your breathing and your heart rate is really slow. I think the slowest out of any stage. So you're really uh, deeply in sleep right now. And it's going to take a lot more than someone just uh, turning the light on or uh, tapping you on the shoulder to wake you up. 
And also, because you're in a deeper level of sleep, if someone does wake you up, so whether it's another person or maybe your alarm going off, then you're much more likely to be really drowsy or feel disorientated or not know what's going on for the first few minutes. And this is because you've just been in a deep level of sleep. And this is something we call sleep inertia. So this is when you've been abruptly woken up from a deep level of sleep a bit too early and you're still, uh, I would say, sleep deprived and your your cognitive and your motor functions aren't working at their peak. And uh, just a quick side note, this is also why the recommended time for naps is generally around 30 or so minutes because you're much likely to be in stage one or two of sleep and it's easier to wake up from that and uh, feel refreshed compared to, let's say, uh, stage three or even stage four, for example. However, if you do like a longer nap, like myself, for example, then you should aim for 90 minutes or so because that's roughly the time for one complete sleep cycle, including the final stage, which is stage four. And this way, you're much more likely to avoid sleep inertia. So let's talk about stage four. And this is where we go from non-REM to REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep. And in contrast to the other stages, in stage four, your heart rate actually increases your blood pressure goes up as well and your breathing becomes much more irregular and your dreams become much more uh, vivid because your brain is more active. And also at the same time, your arms and your legs become paralyzed and uh, this is because you don't want to be physically acting out in your dreams. And a key reason why this stage is important is because you're actually learning and uh, memorizing stuff as you sleep. So for example, if you're revising for an exam the night before, the likelihood of you remembering the information in the morning increases if you get a good night's sleep and you've been through all these stages. So all four of these stages combine to make one complete sleep cycle and uh, this lasts for around 90 or so minutes as I mentioned before and we go through five, six of these cycles during our sleep if we get the recommended amount which is around seven to nine hours for adults. Now, let's talk a bit about some of the drawbacks of not getting enough sleep and uh, the damage it can do to your health and your general ability to function. And this is something that is super important because over the past few years, we've heard a lot of people talk about how you don't need eight hours of sleep and how you're wasting a third of your life sleeping while others are hustling and grinding, etc, etc. And all this is good in theory, but it is not entirely true. And this is based on research done and collected by Dr. Matthew Walker, who's a neuroscientist and he's been researching the impact of sleep for over a decade. And also, it's important to note that all of the links that I'll mention does not equate to sleep being the only factor, but is instead just to highlight that sleep does play a major role. So the first thing to note is the link between sleep and obesity. And uh, when we talk about sleep and obesity, there are two hormones that we need to focus on and these control our appetite and our weight. So the first one is leptin and leptin tells our brain that we are full and we don't want to eat anymore. And the second one is ghrelin and ghrelin tells our brain that we want to eat more. And there's been numerous studies done where they've observed healthy people getting four to six hours of sleep over a short period of time. And they've analyzed how it changes the levels of these two hormones. And what they found is leptin, which tells our brain that we're full, that actually gets suppressed by lack of sleep. And ghrelin, which tells our brain that we need to eat more, that gets increased. And what this leads to is people that don't get the right amount of sleep, eating an extra two to three hundred calories each day, which over a long period of time can mean seven to ten 
kilograms or 70 to 100,000 extra calories each year. The second thing to know is that long-term sleep disruption not only increases your risk of developing Alzheimer's, but is also linked to cancer of the bowel, uh, prostate cancer, as well as breast cancer. Also, specifically looking at men, as we go sleep, our level of testosterone increases and our highest level of testosterone production is during REM sleep, which is the fourth stage of our sleep cycle. However, men that generally sleep around four to six hours a night will have a level of testosterone that is 10 years their senior. So a lack of sleep will age you by almost a decade in terms of wellness, uh, muscle strength, and it can lead to all sorts of um, complications regarding sexual functions, including ED. And the final aspect to look at is sleep and occupation. And uh, the most alarming numbers are unfortunately in the healthcare industry. And this is to do with doctors that have to work ridiculously long shifts that can last for 24 to 30 plus hours in some cases, let's say in the US. And the research done in the US has shown that doctors that work these shifts are 460% more likely to make diagnostic errors in the ICU, the intensive care unit, compared to when they work 16 hour shifts. And what makes it even worse is that at the end of their 30 hour shift, when they decide to go home and they cause, there is a 168% increased risk that they'll get into a car accident due to sleep deprivation and end up in the same hospital, but now as a patient. And another alarming stat before we move on is if a surgeon operating on a patient has had six or less hours of sleep in the past 24 hours, there is a 170% increased risk of a major surgical error, for example, organ damage, in comparison to the same surgeon, but well rested. And to finish off, there's some potential tips and tricks from uh, Dr. Walker again for those that might be struggling to sleep and uh, want to know what areas that they should be focusing on. So the first thing is regularity. So always try and go to sleep and wake up at the same time. And it might be hard to do, but try and keep that same routine for weekdays as well as weekends. The second thing is light. So don't look at screens an hour before bed and this will help you sleep quicker as well. And temperature is also important when it comes to sleeping and uh, cooler is generally better. So try and keep your room a bit cool. And this is because your brain has to drop its temperature by two to three degrees to initiate sleep. And this is also why it's much easier to sleep in a room that's too cold instead of a room that's too hot. And another thing you can do is try and have a hot shower around an hour or so before bed. And this is because when you get out of a hot shower, your body actually has a, um, a thermal dump of heat that gets released, which causes the core body temperature to plummet. And uh, that's why you're more likely to sleep because your core body temperature is actually cooler than it was before you had a shower. And the last bit of advice is for those that lie in bed for long periods of time and they can't go to sleep. Well, the best thing to do in that case is to actually get out of bed and do something else. And the reason for this is because your brain has now associated your bed with wakefulness and you need to break that association. And to do that, you should only return to bed when you're actually feeling sleepy. So your brain can then relearn the association that you had before, which is that your bed is a place of sleep and not wakefulness. And again, just before I end, a big thank you to all of you for listening and uh, sharing the pod. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at PsychonMike. Um, use the hashtag PsychonMike if you have any questions or comments about the episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then be sure to leave a five-star review. That helps a lot and uh, I would really appreciate it. Peace. Peace.